Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm Dan's Dead Monkeys. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. It's cool that you're strong. I respect it. I do. But in the end, everybody breaks, bro. It's biology. Quite frankly, I didn't even want to use you guys with your dip and Velcro and all your gear bullshit. I wanted to drop a bomb. But people didn't believe in this lead enough to drop a bomb. So, they're using you guys as canaries. And, in theory, if Bin Laden isn't there, you could sneak away and no one will be the wiser. But Bin Laden is there, and you're going to kill him for me. I'm going to smoke everyone involved in this op. And then I'm going to kill Bin Laden. Cue that Cue the theme song. Who are you? I'm the motherfucker that found this place, sir. But the truth is, you don't understand Pakistan, and you don't know Al-Qaeda. Either give me the team I need to follow this lead, or the other thing you're going to have on your resume is being the first station chief to be called before a congressional committee for subverting the efforts to capture or kill bin Laden. The guy with the phone in the white car. You see him? Is that him? Could be. You got him? Got him. Okay, breaking out. This is Red Zero Two. Geronimo. Forgotten country. Geronimo. Alright. 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 Yes, it is alright. We're going back. Alright, alright. About as limited a time basis as we normally do, ten years, to zero dark thirty. There's no beating around the bush on this one because I was very excited for this movie. It's very recent in my mind. It's got relevant uh, content. It's got spy shit. So that means it's like spies and special forces. Yes, please. Yeah, let's go into that. Uh, Catherine Bigelow directing. Um, so someone very seasoned uh, behind the helm on this one. Also known for um, her other her other good war one. Give me the title. Uh, uh uh, the fucking one with with what's his face? That's uh, the one. Oh yeah, that <laughs> one. I remember. Um, you know the one, the boring one. Yeah, um, Hurt Locker. There you Hurt go. Hurt Locker. Jesus Christ! What a wow. struggle. Yeah, that was crazy. But uh, written by Mark Bull, uh, starring Jessica Chastain, Jason Clark, Joel Edgerton, uh, Jennifer Eel, Mark Strong, Kyle Chandler, Edgar Ramirez, James Gandolfini. A host of other people you'd probably recognize as well. Um, there's quite a few. I don't know if you'd even call them cameos. It's just a competent and detailed cast. Um, this was done for about 40 to 50 million and came back through the box office at 132. And it won an, an award for sound editing, I believe. But that was the only Oscar at one nominated for like five or six Mm-hmm. something like this. So this this was a high-profile movie. Catherine Bigelow was zooming along and doing some great things, and um, this one came along, and certainly there's not too many stories more interesting than this one, um, where basically we follow uh, the world in post-9-11 um, with the terrible attacks at the World Trade Centers in New York, and CIA agent uh, Maya is um, pretty much... She has the job of catching Bin Laden, and for the next number of years, she works on this project, and we get to follow her along through kind of five major phases uh, leading up to the, well, they didn't capture him. Well, I guess they captured his corpse. Um, They got Bin Laden at the end of it, and the seal strike goes along with it. So that's what this movie kind of follows along. So uh, this movie would definitely fall into the category (coughs) of, like, this movie would rely more on the truths and facts in the story playing out rather than characters having complicated arcs or anything like that. You're more along to watch the ride from this particular point of view. And uh, the place to start in this movie for sure is the fact that um, this movie from start to finish doesn't take an opinion on what what we witness in the storytelling here. Uh, and, and so kind of what I mean by that is at the end of the day, this movie begins on black screen with some real recordings of people uh, during the 9-11 tragedy, which is certainly sobering to hear out of it, especially the last 
lady that acknowledges that she's about to die and probably did. Um, and then we immediately jump to a CIA black site where like horrible torture um, and waterboarding and things like that are happening. And you actually find yourself uh, maybe finding that a little bit more palatable to watch because of the stakes that are set kind of right out of the gate. Um, and this movie just is basically like that happened and then this happened and all this illegal shit happened and then that was it and we got Bin Laden and then movie is over and you're like, which side of this morally and, and whatever, like is it at any cost worth it to get that guy or did they overstep boundaries with how they got there? Um, it's really interesting how the movie does that. I was angry at that initial recordings of the 9-11 um, because I hate like just gross manipulation in movies where it's like we're just going to do this very obvious thing um a lot of the shock movies do that right uh but you're right it was super effective because then it it opens up immediately the discussion of the torture and because you're so affected by the recording i mean it does force you to to then think about that torture which i mean in my case and and hopefully all the non-sociopath people that they have some kind of an ethical dilemma about hurting somebody for information. But there is that question about the greater good. And I think that that is a perfect way of addressing that right off the bat. Um, Because the torture isn't a significant part of this movie. The movie is about other stuff, but that torture is sewn in. Um, And I think the dialogue there is like, like super interesting. It's the first, um, it's the igniter. It's her first clue uh, where she finally ends up finding out about Abu Ahmed. Uh, and that starts her whole like next decade of investigation. So the, it's clear, it's clearly done that the torture revealed information that was critical. And without that information, therefore, never would Bin Laden have been located. So it's, that's a huge moral dilemma. But yeah, like, at, at what stakes for what ended up happening um is it permissible for that to have happened because by implication all those people who did help uh are huge pieces of shit too who who wanted what happened to happen and and therefore um you know it maybe it's justice instead of revenge i don't know it's it's i don't actually know what the right answer on that one is it it it, it certainly felt right if if everything if all their intelligence proved out to be true um it certainly felt like just at the end of the day for that person to to go down for bin laden to go down but i i I wouldn't stand up and put anything on that answer being the right answer yeah it's it's a a hard one tough question i i like the way that they handle it though because they don't they don't um Everything in this movie is a uh, surface. There's nothing that is over done over the top. There's never any. There's like whenever they do highlight the the torture as being wrong or immoral, it's it's on a news footage clip that they're watching, and and um and they're watching someone in the Senate or Congress on the news saying that if that was that was done, if that was done, then it shouldn't have been or this or that. So, mm-hmm. so they're swept up in the politics of it, but but they're just doing their jobs. And then w- once politics change, the movie reveals that you know something's happened, yeah, and that they now have to be on the offensive or the defensive because because what they've done could be you know they could lose their job, they their whole team could go down. So so I like the way they handle that. Um, I mean. You've maybe it, made me see it different. <clears throat> in, oh, yeah? in what way? Explain. Well, it's just because so because there is no other side to the argument. They they give you the nine eleven recordings. Yeah. Then they open on the torture. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And the torture is only ever spoken badly of. Um when you're watching politicians on TV. And so it does become just like a political thing instead of like an ethical human thing. And I feel like there's no counter dialogue to the side, like you're saying, because the torture does work. They do get the information. So including all that and all the, all the, you know, like, like emotional manipulation to get us to, to look at the, at the torture as okay. 
um, I feel like there's no counter argument there. And but you're, but it does you're, I come think off you, as support. I think that you you are the counter argument. You know it's wrong. You they they show it graphically enough. But that you you, do you don't that need in a movie, to. That is support. In a movie, I, you have the dialogue, right? You don't rely on me to like. You give me something to think about. That's fine. But you need to have the counter argument. If not, then you're well, arguing. But here's the thing, though. The, this movie doesn't try to take that stance. It just simply shows what happens and how the people that are central in the story like reacted, which, you know, Jessica Chastain's character, I don't think is is probably an amalgamation of a few different people who um, who the story is kind of based on. But like mm. if I were to think of what her mindset would be and it's her mindset is like probably more wrong, but it's like at any cost. If I'm following a lead, I'm smart enough to know that like what I'm following is true and I'm going to get it out of these people. And if I have to torture them because I know they're they've got what I need, then that's fine. And um, but the movie just kind of tells that in, the, in that matter of fact way. It doesn't leave it and say, hey, this was really bad what she did. It's just like this lady is driven and she's the, the other thing the movie does a good job of with with her character, with Maya's character is like she's obviously devastated every time there's like a terrorist attack and and like she, she and her team feel like they fail. They show her a couple of time, just like frustrated by the whole thing because it, and, and, and then the later scenes where she just outright has shouting matches with her, uh, with her superiors and gets what she's, she wants because someone's backing her at the highest levels to get this done. And she's like the only person working on it. Um, she's just so like centered and one minded and driven that I, her morals on it never even kind of come into play. She's just a machine that's going to do whatever it takes. She's, she's sociopathic in that way, although she's still somewhat humanized. So I, I think, I think they show her though. I think, I think it's show not tell. You see, you see her reacting negatively after the torture, whereas Dan doesn't Only in do the that anymore. Then she, then she comes to accept it. And no, becomes, there's, like, there's becomes, well, she, she becomes Dan, but you see her. They show her very briefly in scenes where where she's she's affected after she comes out of 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 a session. Yeah, that's true. That's very they true. they have she one or two up. other little things yeah. where they show her that she's still not she she's Dan in the room, but she's not Dan outside of that room. Yeah, not yeah. yet. I think it would yeah. take a while to to get there. But and I don't. They I'm never show that, that she way. becomes I guess Dan. I'm just posing that question, but and, and and they no one ever, no one ever. They they show them do torturing people, but no one ever. There's never any dialogue, or there's never anything in the movie that advocates the torture, and there's nothing there's, that but, there's nothing but, that goes against it either. It. But no, there's nothing that goes against it. But there is stuff that is in support of it because it works. It doesn't because work that, though, and but it does work. They get the information, and they that's not. But they never didn't. got the information torturing him. If he noticed, yeah, they, did. they got they the got information. It from a few different guys that, that well, said the name, and that's why it stuck out. It was during but, torture. But the big number one thing she finds out, which is that one name, is not during when they're torturing the man. It's when they're having yeah. a casual conversation over olives, and they've said that he's already been broken. So it was never in the middle of torture. But it was by, only after they convinced from him. By torture, dude. That's but, a direct. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying torture. no. But I'm just saying no. They weren't like they didn't have like. Um, no, uh, that wasn't electro- at the exact second. I'm just saying but, they didn't have they didn't have electrodes to his balls, and then he screams Abu Ahmed or whatever. <laughs> That's not what happens. They like yeah. he, he the never other guys breaks. on the recording did, and then I know because the, the, he yes, yeah. He, the other so, guys do, but so, I'm just saying the one So the big other guys thing, break because of torture, and this guy also breaks because of torture. But I like the idea that they show that they get all the that information most, is from torture. Torture but is they, effective. No hey, counter he's not, No, exists. but they get they get the most information out of him when they when they actually they rather trick him rather than like are punishing him with pain. They manipulate him and they're nice. They're good cop. And that's when they get all, they get the boatload of information. All of the no, rest of the time, the torturing him, the beating nice. him, the waterboarding him. It's not because they're nice. I'm just saying they tortured the shit out of this guy. Don't get me that's wrong. That's why he's getting They tortured him day and night. But then they convinced him that he already broke and that they stopped an attack that happened. 
And I that think, was the actual thing. Oh, that thing guy that, you're talking about. The very that first guy. guy. Okay, yeah, well, that's part guy. of torture, man. That emotional is, and mental no, manipulation he, is yeah. torture. What he's not disagreeing you. He, he's not disagreeing with you. He was saying he liked how they changed pace and did it from an intellectual tricking him. I thought, at, I thought of, your original point was that they that they don't advocate torture. And that's no, because I, of the instance of this guy. That was a non-support. No, they, they're they obviously advocating torture and they're showing not telling the torture. But but you see a lot of the time, like there, there was one guy who they had tortured the shit out of and she talked to him. He's like, look, don't torture me. I'll just tell you. Uh, and yeah. then the other guy, That's they the guy like, I thought you were talking about. The other guy, they want and dine and uh, tell him that he they already stopped an incident that does happen because they didn't stop it. And they said he helped them stop it. So he's like, fuck it. I've already betrayed, you know, my people. Like, I'm getting some food. Like, there's, like, I'm done. Like, I've crossed that line now, so I'll continue to cross it. But, but the scenes where they're torturing the shit out of that guy, torturing the shit out of him, he never breaks. So I always thought that that was really interesting because a lot of the time people say who do this for a living professionally that a lot of the time torture ends up with bad information because people yeah, just start yeah. saying yes because they don't want the pain anymore. So they'll just admit to anything or they'll, yeah. they'll lie. So you'll yeah. stop. So it's not very effective. I think if you look at research done by this, that it's not very effective. Oh, agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I, we should look that up, but no, I, I, no, I've, I've heard, I remember I've heard, yeah. that before. Yeah. But yeah. it's definitely, it's definitely not the way to go. And a lot of the time they, they get information different ways, mm. um, but they show the reality of the torture and what what the Americans did do, and yeah. um, were desperate because of the attack that happened to them. A lot of pressure was put on them, and yeah. they were they, they were let off the leash. And they're like, "You guys do whatever the fuck you got to do," and they did. Yeah. And then they went overboard and started like taking pictures with naked fucking guys in Guantanamo. Yeah, oh God, like, yeah, like that. That also went through. That went through. <laughs> but you know what? Went crazy with power. But once again, that comes from the top. So like when the top was was telling them that all this shit was good, you saw the young infantrymen like really, you know, like like you said, taking photos with detainees. Taking, yeah. I mean, even even back in like older wars, people taking photos with bodies of dead enemies. A lot of that stuff, I enemies. think, is like the Stanford Prison Experiment. Like, if yeah. you give yeah. someone the role and tell yeah. them to do that, like, they're just gonna fucking like be that, right? So it's not yeah. it's not like the prisoner would have done something that you knew nothing about, or like, like you know, had murdered or robbed a store. It's like these people were involved in the you know nine eleven attack. So of yeah. course you're gonna lord it over them. That was just all out of control. So let me ask you this question about uh, Maya. Yes. Is her pursuit of this selfish or selfless? Is she doing it for the right reasons? Or is this because this is her mission? Her fucking whole focus is this and everything around her doesn't fucking matter because she just wants to succeed. So is it that she wants to succeed for her or for the greater good? What's the driving principle I, I, behind her? So the, her past is hidden from us in this movie. It's it's hinted at twice that there's something different and special about Maya um, that she's being like thrown into this right away. And after thinking about it, I actually wondered if she was green enough to maybe have lost a family member in 9-11. And that's why she was promoted because she had like a deep reason to go do something. I don't know. They never say though. Um, one guy says she's like Washington says she's like the best. And then later on, James Gandolfini in the in the cafeteria says, you know why we recruited you out of high school? And she's like, I'm not I, I'm not allowed to say so like there's something about her. So I think she's like I think it's um, selfless, I guess, more than selfish. She's not really doing it because it's something she wants to do, but it's something she can't stop doing like she needs to succeed or else. So it's like it's almost yeah. a obsession for her. I, I agree. Like she doesn't have and there's many times in the movie where they point out like the one girl asks her if she has any friends and she doesn't answer the question because she doesn't. But but um, she she doesn't have anything else. This is it. Mm -hmm. Like that's why at the end of the movie when she lets go of all of this like the thing that makes it so sad is like where does she go from here? Like what does she do from here? Like she 
she's done. Like she yeah. doesn't she doesn't have a husband to go home to or kids or she doesn't have friends to go home and celebrate with or go for a drink. She just, this is all she has. This is it. This is her she's life. She's starting to get a friend, but she blowed up. Yeah, yeah but she get blowed up. Yep. And I, um, Dan, I, I thought Dan was her friend more so until they're in the room and uh, the the CIA director asks his pers- how 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 sure he is. And yeah. I think he says 60. He he'd yeah. rather look good in front of his boss than support Maya. I know, but that makes him a bad as friend. A, I don't yeah. think so. I think mm-hmm. as a friend if you're doing I think I don't think what he was doing there was trying to impress. I think what he was doing there was being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was covering his butt. Uh, maybe, maybe I I took it. That's the other just my way. opinion, though. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, I just I saw it the other way, and in that moment, I didn't judge him for it because I was like, professionally, especially in a role like this, your absolute first responsibility is honesty and what your honest impression of the situation is, right? So no, if he fair. really felt that and he says so, then he's not betraying her. I just don't um, know if he does really feel that. And yeah, I think if he's he more like Maya. I think he's if more it's, like Maya. If it's a selfish thing, then um, then I totally take it back. That's that's dick. kind of how I felt that it was. But it, once dick. again, there's he nothing that of, really indicates. He seemed out of character the way he spoke. I'd say it's a soft 60, sir. It's just something in his tone mm. was different than he's we'd like, seen sure, all movie. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a good point. Uh, and that yeah. made and me think he's... He just, yeah, he's being safe in front of the boss. And then he even says, he even finishes by saying that I'm I'm, uh, I'm sure that there is a high-value target there, but I just don't know if it's been Laden or something. That's how he Yeah, that feels it. like a little hand-me-down to, to Maya. Like, he's like, gives her a crumb. Yeah, I know. And like he's been working with her a long time. I mean, I so apparently like reading in the trivia, reading in the trivia, the guy who did kill Bin Laden, he wrote a book. The one who actually pulled the trigger wrote a book. And uh, in the book, apparently he says that the woman that uh, her character is based on is like the the most like um, amazing, courageous woman he's ever met or bravest or ballsiest woman he's ever met or something like that. Yeah. You yeah, so be. that's kind of cool. Well, a woman in a male-dominated... Um, yeah, and she establishes field. that. The writing is so good in the beginning of this movie where where they establish Dan treating her like a woman instead of a colleague, treating yeah. her like an inferior, and then she's like, nope, let's do this. Like, I don't want to wear a mask. Well, let's go back in now. I don't want to take a break. Yeah, that and, was really uh, well done, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of the movie that's like that. And she does get harder as she goes along. I mean, yeah. she really blackmails her bosses. She blackmails them to get what she wants by saying that yep. she's going to go to Congress, is what she says. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's so get- obsessed. Like, nothing yeah. will stop her. Nothing will stop her. And um, it's an enter- it, it ends up being a super entertaining part of the movie because just Jessica Chastain does such a good job throughout from the, you know, the rookie in the opening scenes to picking up some of Dan's talents and when when she's uh when interrogating um Farage I think it is and she gets to pushes the guy the, the big guy's arm and he ends up being like a robot for her and just punches him in the face yeah that stuff is hilarious <laughs> and Colin's right she does after that interrogation's over she's in the bathroom again like hyperventilating from being like in doing such intense things so they do actually do a pretty good job of showing the impact that it has on her but she also doesn't stop is the other thing yeah. She keeps going, getting deeper, and she knows what she's getting into. She's like shot at and almost killed. Um, she eventually is is out of is kicked out of um, uh, Pakistan. The yeah. country, yeah, yeah. Because let so. me just say, I have a I have a huge distaste for laundry, right? Um, but that doesn't make it ethically right or wrong. So, like her throwing up to me, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's personal. Just, it's more so about personal. Her. <laughs> <laughs> it's more so about once again her huma- humanity um, being intact by the end of all of this, and how do you hold on to your humanity being in- and be intact? It's tough. Yeah. Yep. And no, like, true. I don't think some people. No, I don't think some people aren't designed to um, to do what they do. No. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and so anyway, that's they, would, they would either never do it or they would wash out immediately. Yeah, th- that's what that's what in uh, and we said this during the movie and I think we had a bit of a difference of opinion but I don't know how people are feeling today but um that Maya's character um uh shit I lost it. No. Too big a setup. 
Too long a setup. Forgot my point. <laughs> oh, the one thing I will say, we're saying some quite positive things are just opinions, but this movie's too long by maybe 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. It's over two and a half. What was it? 238? 230, yeah. yeah, 237. It's our 238. It's too long by quite a bit. You could have you could have you could have gotten this down to close to two hours easily. And you would have had like a great fucking like still a great movie. I mean two ten. You could do two ten. The thing is is that this movie has that has the two endings, which I don't like because it feels like it closes um and then it's like the case is reignited, right? What what ending did you think when she goes back? Is that your uh, ending? I can't Where remember is the exact the, point, but I think it's when I think it's when she like when there's no more when they give up the assignment or whatever. There's like the explosion and stuff, and then it just kind of dies for a while. Like the momentum really crashes at that point in the movie, and it's not like a it doesn't feel like a planned or like a manicured rise and dip in the action to try to bring you. It feels like a crash um, about two thirds of the way through the movie, and then it then it picks back up. So for me, that feels staggered. And then again, you put this time on there. Uh, I feel like the movie's much too long and I feel like that. I, I, I wish I could remember better. I felt like, is it when her friend dies it, in the, like is it when her friend dies in the explosion? That's what, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Is, that's is the, that is right the then, shocking, shockingly midway point of this movie. <laughs> yeah. But they, they give up for a while on the case. Like, you know what I mean? And I understand like all is lost, whatever. Those things are nice, but it, the way that it's done in the movie anyways, to fucking, well, you don't want an shit. all is lost in the middle of the movie, but they have one that's supposed to be near the end. So you are accurate in what you're saying. They do. Yeah. So they I guess have an all is lost moment in the middle of the movie instead of like in the third act. Near it's in the, the, end the second, of the movie. it's in the second of five parts of this movie where, um, her friend Jessica dies and also like she's almost bombed at the at the Marriott Hotel um, so a lot of stuff is like coming their way to build the stakes and then after her friend gets killed um, yeah I, I think that's a hard moment to, to recover from because they, they do a pretty decent job of building that character up for Jessica um, so it's shocking when that happens because they seem to have such a good lead but also Jessica Chastain's not part of most of that except for like sending a few texts so I don't know if there's a different way to include some of that to speed some of that up because it it, that that part of the movie does go slowly and then it seems to slowly pick up afterwards and I know spycraft can be that way so like here's the thing I will say about this movie's length is while I agree at the end of it when it's done I'm like wow that felt like a long movie um, I eat up some of the extra stuff thrown in here just because like this movie's like right up my alley for everything. So I like seeing the slow and, and, and spy intrigue and seeing things develop. Um, but I still think you could, you could cut like 10 or 15 minutes out of here somewhere at least maybe more. Um, just, just certain things to speed it along to get to the There's just, stuff. You would, I would, I mean, if I was going to approach this as an editor, I would cut out sections. Like, like there is no need to have as much stuff with, um, them trying to convince the CIA director that they should go in. And then the, they have several meetings with different people on different levels, um, uh, to convince them that goes on far too long. They should have like one setback and then convince them. But instead, they have a whole gigantic section of the movie of like, yeah. we try to convince them. They didn't believe us. We tried to convince them again. She writes on the number of days on the window. She writes yeah. more numbers of the day on the window. They try to convince again. You would have had to have gone in and like taken some of these sections and, and just cut them maybe down, like maybe even half. Yeah. Because uh, you don't you don't need... It's it's interesting. The writing is good. The dialogue is good. The scenes are good, but you don't need them all. Like you can you can like pull pull like if it, there's five sections of this movie, you could have cut them all in half maybe, and got yeah. the same the same shit out of the movie. I think a big so, part of the problem is that the movie feels extra long too because everything is very partitioned, right? Yeah, yeah. Like when we're in the torture part, like that is the torture part in the beginning with Dan. That is a very recognizable uh, thing. And then we move to a totally different thing. Yep. And it's just, it compartmentalizes the film in a way um, that I think just makes you maybe more aware of the time. Because you're right, the, the, 
the content is fucking super awesome. Like all it's the good, subterfuge yeah. and uh, and even like the getting information. Like if these this this thing could have been two really good movies actually, if you had broken up. And I hate to say that because I would hate for anyone to to think that fucking making uh you know a sequel or two part fucking movies should be the regular. But um, no, and they have title like cards. The segregation you're talking about is also like highlighted with title cards as well, which oh, is yeah, with it's name chapter, done. canaries and stuff like yeah, that. Chapters, yeah, chapters. But like I, I just I think all the chapters could have fit together if they had they had just um yeah, it's just a bit of pulling back on them. Yeah. Yeah. Do we need to see so much of her looking for that guy and so many of her interrogations, so many videos of people saying his name? You know, like you could have had her see one video of one guy, other guy saying her name. And then when she's talking to her boss, she could say, I've gone through the tapes and multiple detainees have said that guy's name. But instead, yeah. we have to see her go through multiple tapes and then her say the multiple tapes. And it's just it's like there's just a lot here that could have been taken out and um, yeah. pared back. And it's oh, once again, it's all directed, acted well but but yeah. it's too it's just overly too much yeah um, I, can't, I can't disagree it is and and it's even though i'll still like soak it up every time i'm sure that if someone showed me a cut of this movie if i hadn't seen it in a year and i'd just be like oh i appreciate all that was cut out there here's an example is um um her boss who she keeps writing on his window he's in a uh he's in a meeting with stannis and some of his um his guys and they're talking about all the things they tried and they're showing some cool footage and they're like, they're really showing how well this was thought out. And then the meeting ends and he's like, get us more intel on who's in there. And he's like, okay. And then we leave for a second and then we come back and then there's more updating on what worked and what didn't work. And then they walk out and they have that discussion in the hallway where he's like, give us options. And I'm like, finally, we can move forward with the story. Jesus, so much analysis. Just say we tried a bunch yeah. of shit. Here's one or two things. And then as you just leave that room and be like, I can't believe you're like making a political decision. He's like, no, it's this. Give me options. And we like, you yes, could have, you could go. have cut out, you could have cut out all of the pre scene of that scene and just had the hallway yeah. scene. Yeah. And you'd have been much. fine. Yeah. Because we don't need to see all of that stuff. Once Here's again, question. well written, well yeah. acted. Yeah. 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 Does this movie suffer then from the same thing that like Lord of the Rings suffers from where the source material is so precious yeah. to the audience that they maybe put too much That's, of, it, of, of the content in, right? I was going to gonna say the exact same thing, staying so close to the source content, which like Colin said, is well-written, really interesting, like that totally. they had those meetings, that they stressed about this and they were coming off uh, the weapons of mass destruction thing, which turned out to be complete horseshit, which they bring up and own. Um, yeah. And it, it all makes it really interesting. So like at the end of the day, I will definitely say I got the sense that they put a lot of thinking into that and they did a lot of modeling and all that, which makes you feel good about the fact that they're going to go in and kill someone based on that shit. But I, I feel like Colin is saying too, that they just could have done it in a, a little bit of a tighter package. Cause we know where we're going and that's to the, the seal incursion, which is my other problem with this movie um, because all the shit with the battles and, and fucking uh, Star-Lord is awesome and, and the other fighter dude is awesome too. Um, it's the dark scenes are so freaking dark. Like, yeah, I, said I don't want to... I said I to John on the ride home as soon as they get to... Well, first of all, they should have just done it in a different way so it didn't look so shitty. But as soon as the mission started, it should have all been in that green light. The yeah. whole thing... Everything should have been in that green that I think. That's how I, I would no, have done it. I, I'm fucking totally fine with that. Anything's better than just like absolute darkness. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And they could have done that in post, um, I you, think. You, and it would have been you fine. You throw moments of dark in to, to increase tension. Yeah. Like but Bigelow you, needs to watch some horror. Like you don't always dark it. Yeah. All dark, really, dark. That's a great some see shit. You can't You're see right. shit. No, Brent's right. Like in, when they're going up the staircase, and you could have thrown some darkness in there. Yeah, you're totally he's right, like, Brent. He's like Usama, right? When he's doing that, and it's yeah. just dark, yeah. right? And then maybe he sees a flash as the guy runs. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, because yeah, right? that does work. That does work in those scenes. Yeah. But the rest of the time, it's just like what I'm, I can't see. 
I yeah, can't see anything. Long extended scenes. Um, Sicario has similar issues at times um, in that big scene at the end. They do a lot in the, the tunnel in the IR. Yeah, but some of the leading up to the tunnel and some of the in the tunnel is so dark. And I'm like, I think they did it a little bit better than this movie did. I do. Uh, I think, I think they did I remember too. Them it's more sparingly. Well. Yeah, but yeah, they I still so suffered too. from like a bit of a couple of too long scenes. And I'm like, I get that there's people walking, but I can't see like. And it doesn't build my tension. It builds my anxiety or my frustration against the movie, not in a tension-filled way. Because I'm like, you could you could be shooting this, and I, I don't want day for night. Now, let's not get into that. But like, just say Which there's some natural moonlight or something. But I think Bigelow, I, I think Bigelow was like, there was no natural moonlight that night. It was overcast, so that's what we're going to show. Because I it's don't, super I don't even know. I don't even know how they sat through this in a in a viewing like uh what do you call it like they, a screening they a, cut, a screening of a cut yeah and they didn't go this is too dark yeah like how did no one say that how and how did no one come up with my like obvious idea where you use way more of the the green screen the 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 ar lighting or whatever like it would have been so easy to do that yeah and if you're gonna do this fucking crazy dark at the end then why not do just dark in the fucking nighttime scene in the fucking instead of the day for night shit just make everything <laughs> obliterated fucking black how much more black can it be none yeah. none more black this movie you could just you could just hear it instead of see it like the beginning it would have been a it would have been like a what do you call it a bookend on the beginning yeah. where it's black and you heard yeah. the voices because it eyes. Because I think that was my biggest disappointment this time. Now, don't get me wrong. I still enjoy the the tactical stuff with the guns and the, how they how they breach. I, I would have liked to have seen it better. But I think I, I could still, see John's erection when we were watching that. Yeah, part. me too. But I still do. <laughs> I still do like that stuff. Like it, it it does it it does make it worse, but it doesn't completely ruin it. it no. It comes. It came close this time, but it didn't completely ruin it. Yeah, because the other shit is just like very on point. It's one of the most accurately done that you'll see. There's a lot of tension. The way they, um, the way they lure all the targets by calling their names, it pretty much works across the board. Because it'd be too intriguing to see like who's calling my name, and they, they just they get it. And then it's like so harsh they don't hold back on when they injure someone or like. They confirm the kills in this, like for every person, especially for Ob- Osama. Can I just yeah. quickly ask you though? Does it is it really make sense if they say their name? If I live in a house super secretively, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you think Anne Frank wouldn't have recognized the people she was in the fucking uh, yeah. floor with? Right. Like, <laughs> for sure, somebody's like, like Osama. You're like, well, who could that be? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I have popped my head over here. Frank, is he looking for some goat milk? Jesus, it's late. (laughs) There is a, but there is a bunch of. I would like to state that I I maybe disagree with that. uh, There is a bunch of people. There is a bunch of people, though, that that live in the house. So uh, I I, I mean, I'm assuming that they they did that and that worked. I I don't. I, I would assume that is how they how they did it. It's maybe it's it is I, shocking I, as they come in. Right. They have a chopper crash. They have several chopper landings and men getting out a little bit of chatter amongst the soldiers. And then some like some commands like uh, breach, you know, breach for the door, back it up. And they'd be like, oh, that doesn't sound like Joe from down the street at all. But so it's a little surprising how they acted. But you know what? They were in a big like fortress, you know, a lot of lot of stone infrastructure. It probably sounded like crazy things were happening, but ultimately you'd be like, we have no idea. Nobody look out a window at all and then just kind of see what happens. I could see how maybe there'd be mass confusion. Well, what I would what I what I was assuming, I was assuming first of all, they they that the people that they were calling their names knew that that someone was inside the building that was uh that was an enemy. But but because there's other people in the building with them that were male, that that when they heard footsteps and stuff, um, if you didn't hear like get down, freeze and stuff, but someone was like, Brent, 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 like you're like trying to be quiet because someone's infiltrated go, your building. What? No, but like, huh? someone, <laughs> but if someone infiltrated, let's say your house, Brent, and me yeah. and you were there alone, and we both knew someone was in there, they're not gonna whisper your name. They're gonna be like, Brent. Are they going to be like, get out, get down, get down. But if someone's whispering your name, you're like, oh, that must be a friendly. And yeah. they don't want to alert the enemy to where we are. So I'll take a look and see. 
that's kind of what I thought was what they were doing. I all right, no, that's that's a that's a seriously good explanation. Actually, I'll I'll buy into that. Yeah, yeah, that's, because nobody's. That's like, how I kind of see it. Nobody's. This is what I do if I think someone's in my house. I jump out of the doorway with a machete. Yeah, <laughs> he'll do it too. If you hear someone whispering I have your one name in my the room. next time, do you have a machete? I do. Is it sharp? <laughs> uh, does, Allie, does your daughter know where it is? <laughs> nah, she doesn't care about that stuff. <laughs> Just in um, case someone breaks in, she can grab the machete and she can come running down the hallway with it to help you. Oh, I should teach her machete running. Yeah. No, you're right, Colin. Oh, good Uncle Colin. <laughs> yeah. If you're struggling with someone in the hallway, she could go run and get the machete and like give him a couple of jabs. Her job you know. is to punch the nuts or to run. Oh, to that's a good oh, one. Yes. Or she should do the double axe handle up with the nuts. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the old Captain the Kirk. Time, the one time she, <laughs> she told me she knew what she'd do if bad guys came in. And I go, oh, yeah, what would you do if bad guys came in? And she goes, I'd kick them in the vagina. <laughs> which is Get the it. best Get fucking it. thing uh, ever. That is awesome. A vagina? That's, she knows what she's doing. that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good kick on her. <laughs> yeah, I was a little disappointed at the look this time. I mean, I just, think every time it's bothered me. Even the first time I saw it, it yeah, did bother me. Me too, me too. Um, but but you know what's surrounded by so much other cool shit, you give it a pass. I think I I definitely watched out for it, and it was it was so annoying because it took a it just that scene is so intense and awesome to watch. Um, it's just great. It's just great, and they have given you time with the SEAL team, so you've gotten to know them a little bit. So that builds the tension. You really don't remember. Did one get one? You know, did one catch one in the forehead or something like that? No. That's another section too where I would have once again pulled back. Like, do we really need to see the scene where they're throwing the uh, shoehorns? Like, I mean, what do we learn? We've already met them a little bit. We get to see them on the. Why do we have the shoehorn scene? Yeah, we don't need to know them at all. They're a secret uh, fucking military thing. Like, we don't need to see them being like, especially. What I, the I fuck's think his name? Chris. What's his name? Chris Pratt. Fucking Chris Pratt. Yeah. I love Chris Pratt. Yeah. But I love Chris Pratt in lighthearted fun roles. Uh, Star Lord. Amazing. What I've seen of him from Parks and Rec. Great. Some other stuff. Great. I don't like him in this role. Really? Um, he does. No, he comes off to me as like too boyish. Yeah. Um, too, too young and, and, um, you know, kind of like aloof. To be such an important member of this team. Yeah. And yeah. maybe there is such people, but to me and the stereotype I have built, I mean, that's not the guy that's in, in charge of the fucking uh, SEAL Team 6. I mean, I would imagine... Or like though, second in I, command or whatever he I, is. Maybe <clears throat> not. I don't know. Yeah. I See, I always felt that that, that was okay because um, guys who do what these guys do are going to have... Uh, a sense of humor to get through it and going to be like big goofball-y. But when they're on the mission, they're like, they're in it to win it when they're there. But yeah, they only have a moment. They talk pretty seriously. That's that's why I kind of like it because he, he, it adds a little bit of comic relief in a movie that definitely needs it. Um, But when him uh, and Joel Edgerton, um, his character, they get together outside the house and he's like, I killed a brar. He's like, I shot this other guy and his wife. And they're like, is she alive? He's like, now she's going to bleed out. And then they're like fucking mess. And then they're like back to work. So I don't know. Like they, they hit that all super professional. And I find um, their camaraderie kind of is good. And the only other reason for the horseshoe scene to be as long as it is, is she gets the call by the end of it to say that they're a go, which is also yeah. like I get goosebumps when that happens. The movie is built up to that point so well. But I think, yeah, maybe I don't know about the horseshoe scene. If you got to cut some things, right? I think I think oh. that the other thing that scene that affected me the most was it the torture scenes as much as it was the idea and i can't believe i never really noticed this before they went in and like killed like uh, most of the people in there some some women as well yeah and um all those then they just leave and all those kids um are now fatherless and some of them are motherless and they just like take off and get in their helicopter fly away and these kids are in this fortress like with no parents and like, what the fuck's gonna happen to those kids? Yeah, that's well, all I can think. Ex- they'll become extremists. I think. Is well, what, for what sure they'll do that because one hundred percent they're gonna do that. They're gonna want revenge for these guys coming into their home and killing their family. 
Yeah. That's why, uh, fuck, what is that show when he kills the guy's dad and then he uh, he says to the kid, like, Kill day, Bill. Oh, no, it's Kill Bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it is Kill and Bill. she says, like, one day, if you know, if you got something to, to say about if you this, feel you're still sore about it, find me. Yeah, and it's the whole sore. reason in Godfather why uh, why Chucho or Chicho or whatever the fuck his name is in Italy, yeah, um, in the beginning of two, wants Vito killed because he's like it doesn't matter that he's lame, yeah, which he yeah. turns out not to be, yeah, like he's going to be present a danger later. So that's exactly the case with these kids, like yeah, they're fucking uh, you. That's the problem. You drop a bomb, you kill one figure, you make three or four more, yeah. Right? Yeah, and yeah. like that's not an ethical description of whatever. Like I'm not stating this. No, but you're 100 percent correct. You're, you, you're absolutely you correct. It is. It that is what happens. All of those kids will grow up probably to to hate America and want to to either blow themselves up with a bomb or or fight with side by side with someone else against America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, why um, why wouldn't they? What what reason would what like what could you say to them that would ever like change their minds after going through some some kind of all right? Just like if America like if American the the Marines are whoever um, drops a bomb or or does a drone strike and kills your family members, and like they're not denying they did it, they did do it. So like, of course you're gonna be like, fuck them. Yeah. They should all die. I think, well, um, I think what the, movie, think that? the movie The Kingdom does it not a bad job of focusing on that the you know the reaping what Is you that sow with the bomb in the middle of yeah. the street yeah or in front of the hospital yeah they and they're, they're all like they're doing like the research and shit yeah 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 okay, okay. there's a yeah there's a I huge mean, terrorist attack at the start um and they the, the who, CIA team starts it's Jamie Fox and Jamie uh, Fox. Chris Chris Cooper. Um, what's his name from Arrested Development in it? Yeah, in Ozark. Uh, uh, in Ozark, yeah. Um, Jason Bateman. Bateman. He's in it too. Yeah, Bateman yeah. and Jennifer Garner's yeah. in it. It's not. It's not amazing. I it's, remember not minding. It's that not. Movie. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, it's like okay. a seven out of ten or a six out of ten. It's okay. It's not the worst. Yeah. I, I would say though, this movie's all about that. This whole movie was about America getting revenge for what was done to them. I mean, they yeah. the, This is the model of that. Yeah. This is the, I mean, the whole killing the Osama bin Laden of was of vengeance. This is all vengeance. Yeah, yeah it's, it's start to finish. Or justice. Osama. I mean, or justice. Take your pick. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing: is one man's freedom fighter is another man's and terrorist, right? Yeah, and then they—I mean—they go past um, 9/11 with the other attacks of the London bombing, the almost New York bombing, the Times Square almost bombing, the other. Bo- um, uh, I forget what city, if it was like Bangladesh or something like that, where the shooting happened or somewhere. I mean, it's hard to argue, too, because when the when like the other side is continuing to do this, if you do nothing, then what does that tell the other side that they can continue to do this to you? No, so yes. it's very difficult. It's just so it's it's impossible like to stop the so cycle. Like, yeah. It's how do you stop the cycle? How do you stop the cycle of vengeance? It's yeah. You either yeah. need to give everybody everything or take everything away, I think. Yeah. Um, it's the only way everyone will reset. That's so uh, frustrating. Well, why do we think Super Russia's in Ukraine right now? Yeah, look what's they going on currently. So, like, yeah. it's not it's not nothing new. So, yeah, very, very, very interesting. Um, it's just immature people. People need to fucking get over it. Like, I as guess. an adult in your everyday fucking life and people wrong you and you go, man, I'd really like to fucking kick that guy right in the nuts. But instead you go... When the vagina live, live. I'll forget about off, it. That was 20 right? years ago, right? Yeah. But yeah. you got to, I mean, that's hard when instead of someone just kicking you in the nuts 20 years ago, they killed your entire family and village. So it's yeah, a bit harder to get over. I think there's oh, bigger what, conversations. Yeah, sorry. No, I, you weren't. You weren't. I'm making a point on top of yours. Okay, I'm, not, okay. I'm not countering anything you said. Or you were I was not like, deficient. Please, please. No, no. Please. <laughs> that's fair. But it. But that's that's what the world is dealing with in so many of these cases. And like instead, it'd be like, look, we weren't in charge. We have new leadership. We don't want to go that way. We don't like that that happened. Like within reason. Let's talk about how to go forward. I don't know if it's reparations or what. There's so much fucking nasty history in the world <laughs> that and everyone I mean, like someone, I guess. Yeah, and and obviously, I think a lot of us are like progressive, um, you know, and would be like, like, you know, thought I thought Obama was a good president, but at the same time, all of these things happened under Obama. Yeah, all of yeah, these Obama the the drone strike program, like until till Trump came along, nobody killed more people with drones than Obama's administration. Now, now, I believe. 
if I'd have to look it up, but I believe Trump even got worse. But yeah. once again, like, yeah, it's what do you do when what do you do when you're under constant fear that that someone's going to attack your country and then they do attack your country and kill your citizens? It's just it's crazy. I don't I. It's re- it's uh this movie's very socially relevant. Um, probably going to be all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. This, yeah. This movie would be relevant to any period in human history. I would yeah. gather. Yeah. It something is, right? something big happened, and here's how we dealt with it. Boom. End yeah. of story. And, and that's the difference between this and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where even Lord of even with the additional <laughs> time, Lord of the Rings is not well written. It's oftentimes not well acted. And there's not a lot to it other than it's based on the source material. And so oh, I Mr. do feel like... Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I love... If you haven't seen Clerks 2 yet, I, I love the way that Clerks 2 attacks all those movies. I think that's funny. So yeah. Go watch that one too. Yeah. Watch this and that. Um, um, <laughs> this, this movie... But not Lord of the Rings. This movie, <laughs> this movie is one of the best endings in a movie that you can get. Yeah, it's um, great. Because... She gets Bin Laden. The the picture goes back. They confirm it. She boards a plane pretty much right after she has a moment. Gets on, sits down. Where do you want to go? And then she just like stares forward and all the last 10 years of her life just come pouring out and she's on to the next thing. And then boom, we fade out. Maybe we could have faded out a little sooner, but. Just a little bit sooner. Just a couple seconds. I was really surprised how long they let her go, but. She she looked like Colin when he finishes writing a script and he's got that serious depression like he doesn't know what to do now. That's what she looked totally like. She true. was like, it's she was totally like true. fuck. Like and so this ending been this and now this, I don't know what the fuck. And this ending is this ending is like the ending that I'm always shooting for. Um, I'm sh- I'm shooting for I went two of my projects right now and I think I've found the endings. I just haven't figured out a way to justify the endings yet but this is a great ending and this is where you want to end it and it's definitely earned so for as long a goddamn movie as this is the ending is fucking nice and quick yep both yeah we're done that's what you want just get out you You just get out we've seen what we want to see and it was big i'm like tired it's been such a long time such a long journey so i mean i guess that once again you could say bigelow maybe wanted to keep this long on purpose so that you'd feel like it was longer than your average journey and i guess that was effective because that's how i felt you um, could have still done that at 210 though i, I think, think so. I, I would I, say I colin's agree. argument to when i say stuff like that is frequently like you don't make things shittier to make a point on something yeah. like everything that's done should be done effectively and positively yeah um colin's voice resides in my head a lot now because of the arguments <laughs> I know. we get in and I, I start I start having the pre argument and uh, <laughs> debating myself and then it's coming just around so tough, before right? I it's, talk it's, at all. I just wish I just wish somebody would. Um, I just I, I uh, a great example of of how Hollywood used to be better is uh, Leon, uh, which is known in America as uh, the professional. The professional. If you've oh, it's seen the, one with the weird pedophile love story. Yes, if you've seen the. The both those films, if you've seen both versions of that, the uh, professional Leon, the prof- the the professional is f- a far better movie, and the reason it's a far better movie is because it's shorter and tighter and mm-hmm. focused. Yeah. Leon is longer; it, it it wanders. It's wrong, but but somebody sick. at a studio, somebody at a studio said you got to edit this down to a certain length so that it could be in the movie theaters and we could play it more times during the day. And somebody went in there and they edited it, the American version, and the American version is a million times better than the French version. Unless, or I can't remember. Yeah, the they, Leon, and they edited well, out a lot of the inappropriate man little girl relationship yeah, stuff. That yeah, too. that too. European There's a lot versions. of boundary crossing. Yeah, it's it's there uh, was, but but I mean, like that that is what's missing from Hollywood like today. And this was in 2012, so it was missing back then. There is far too much control. Um, with directors of of the editing of the movie, far too much control. There's, it, it's it's ruining Hollywood with two uh, two hour and thirty five minute dark comedies on Netflix about like asteroids. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, like nobody is being edited anymore. No one is being checked. Everyone is just just making these long, sprawling, shitty movies. I'm sick of fucking long movies. Do you yeah. know what I love? Oh I love me a fucking short movie. Man. Hour 50 what, and you're what? like, it's a blessing. 
No, even yeah. and you one, can one of the, do everything you want to do, man. Yeah. Palm Springs. Palm Springs is one of the best movies that was made in the last ten years. Yeah. By yeah. Andy Sandberg. Yeah. It's like it's I think it's minutes. less than nine. I think yeah. it's less, even less than ninety minutes. It's a that great movie. Entertaining. That movie introduces that you to movie. a whole new world, basically. Right. Yeah. Like it's our world, but like with the whole time travel element. Yeah. And like all that uh, craziness that goes on. Yep. I mean. It's good. You got to listen to people. Man. Like when I when I did make something and you guys both helped with it. But when I did make something, I originally had a cut that was 18 minutes long or 19 minutes long. And I had you guys over and Dave over and other people over and we would watch it and critique it and talk about it. And over time, it ended up being an hour. It ended up going from like 19 minutes to 8 minutes in like 42 seconds or something like that. And I got to tell you, it's a million times better <laughs> than the 19 minute I, Version. I helped with it. I'm the fucking star of it. Star you are of the, the star show. of it as well. I'm but you also, no uh, but you also fucking helped write it. Everybody helped criticize the editing. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. And, uh, well, um, that's the hard everybody, part. Right? Watching everybody watching something you, and then cutting and, it down. But I, but I would get mad sometimes. But eventually, I would, I would, I would understand and I would listen to you guys, and you guys were right. And I'm so much happier with the version that it is now because I listened. Because I took criticism and I like shortened something. I cut it in half. So yeah. like you could have cut this movie 20 minutes. Come on. Like Jesus But Christ. you're great with criticism. I think a lot of people maybe aren't. You gotta be. No, you should be. I mean, it's hard though. Like it's understandably hard. I hate when people criticize me. Probably obvious. I, the thing I, I hate I is when someone doesn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, the, I know. I will disregard people who tell me the thing that I give them to look at. Well, I good. want my work criticized. <laughs> if you come over and just fucking fish wash my painting, I don't, I'm not going to be happy with that. Like, please tell me if it sucks. Uh, I want to know. Yeah, so exactly. That, in your work, absolutely, I feel like it's important. But I, I do think that like some people can't do it, man. I some won't hang out or spend time with people who, who tell me that when they when they look at something I've done, that they tell me that it's great. Because it tells me one of two things. One, they either don't give a shit and don't care about it enough to talk about it. Or two, they don't have an opinion of their own. Or the third thing is they uh, they have a shitty opinion because they thought what I did was good. <laughs> and their opinion's shitty. Because it's not good. Be part of any club that'll have them as a member. Well, something's wrong with it. Clearly, there always is. There's always something yeah, that yeah. is wrong oh, with something. For sure. For sure. Well, just tell the me question what's wrong with it and I'll, fi and I'll fix it. The question is, um, <laughs> the question's here then. Does it hold up? You guys ready to call it? Do you want to keep going I on? I can go There's, first. I'll I'll go go we, we, we like skipped I'll entire sections of the movie, like from terms of a going through it linear, but I don't think that's a problem necessarily. Because we did better than the filmmaker. That's, <laughs> <laughs> we edited well, ourselves. I would say, I would say at the end of the day, this holds up. It, it's too long and the darkness does really 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 bother me but does not ruin the tension and the action and then the end result so i would say that at the end of the day this is still a very important movie and i i the things i think should be cut were well done and i liked but they ruined my enjoyment of the movie and if they were cut it would have been much better mm. so i still think it holds up though at the end of the day at the end of the day i feel like this is still a strong effort and uh, and and by the end of the movie, I feel like what I've seen was important. To, I think everyone should see this movie. Right. Yeah. I think it does hold up. I do. It's it's got problems for sure. But they're not. They're not. They yeah. It's not like it can't recover. And the, one of those. No. It's surprising because normally we harp on the length, and it usually gets unbearable. But this. That while this is filled with too much, um, the too much is awesome. <laughs> so it's hard yeah. to it's hard yeah, to like hate on true. any one scene or any one character. There's, there's like a wide variety of great actors in here. Some you've seen on Game of Thrones. Some uh, like Welsh people doing uh, straight American accents. Gandalfini. Um, yeah, really good cast. I love this movie. I think it's I think it's like really important too. It's it's. Um, it, it punches you in the gut in a lot of different ways and scenes. And um, I, I appreciate that about it. And then it's cool enough with the tactical stuff and, and her, her vision, like it just, you cheer for her this whole way. And then you got to think 
when you're done this movie and think like that you just if you cheer for her and you're like yay girl then you're like i approve of that uh torture to get to where we got to and that's why i love the whole thing behind this movie because it 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 hits you hard in the start and gets your gets your gets your gut going with those call recordings and like like brent you're like almost get angry you're like that's fucking super cheesy and you couldn't have done much else in the next scene other than show something as crazy as torture to, to like recenter you and and like you can then go forward watching it without that feeling of hate and rage it's almost like maybe it's a little payback that you're feeling yourself i don't know it's crazy so the fact that this movie can get through without casting its opinion on right or wrong just more following the line of what happened and throwing some interesting characters who struggle like shit and i cheer for it, this movie holds up 100 percent. this is one of my favorite spy slash special forces movies like patriot games clear and present danger what all that stuff uh all those all those type jack ryan and uh the born movies and all that stuff like this is like the very realistic end of that which i absolutely love actually makes me want to watch tinker taylor toilet tinkle 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 on the tail soldier toy something like that i want to watch that again Um, so i've not seen it yeah come over and okay yeah let's do that i'll watch that with you guys um so yeah, Brent, you, what up. do you think? I'm interested to hear what Brent thinks. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> um, this is the second time I'd seen this movie. I'd saw it once before, um, and I believe because of the lengthiness or the lengthy feeling of it, um, when I watched it the first time, I had observed that it was a good movie, but not a movie that I particularly felt I ever needed to probably watch again because, um, you know, I have a short attention span, despite me saying 2001 holds up, which I know is contrary to that statement. (laughs) However, um, this movie holds up for me. Mm. Obviously, it's a good movie. It's fine. Um, I wish it was a little shorter. I would comment on the music, but I honestly got to tell you, I I don't recall any music. I think that the the story is um, is compelling enough that you kind of don't focus on that. Yep. And it's long and some stuff can go, but this kind of feels like the dramatized version maybe of like a 40-year-old virgin or something where you have all these little mignonettes or mignonettes or mignettes. What the fuck is it called? Anyways, little fucking vignettes all through the movie. Vignettes. Thank fucking God. A mignonette's what you put in an oyster. Um, (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I'm losing my way. All right. So uh, the thing is that all these little vignettes in this thing, right? Um, they're all great, like John said, right? Everything is enjoyable in this movie. There's nothing that feels like uh, that feels like filler, right? Like when you listen to old CDs, there'd be like two good hits and then the rest is shit. A lot of movies are like that. I don't think this is like that. I think this whole thing is hits. Um, it's just a bit much, right? Maybe some intros and shit in there that could be cut, like a Tool fucking album. So let's go. Hold up. Right on. Let's go. Bing bang. Bing bang. There was one. There was one thing. There was one thing in the. (laughs) There was just one quick trivia thing I I saw here that that James Gandolfini sent a note to the CIA director before the movie came out that said, I'm very sorry about everything. I apologize. You're like my father. (laughs) He said, You're like my father. So you'll find something to be mad about, but please let me know. So then months later, the uh, screenwriter told Gandolfini that the CIA director wanted his phone number because he didn't know how to get in touch with him. <laughs> and Gandolfini said, he's the head of the CIA and he can't find me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and then he that's said, come on, awesome. really? <laughs> that's so anyway, that's, that's pretty interesting that Gandolfini did that, though. He just didn't want to get oh, killed. Gandolfini. He sent him a note so he didn't die. He preemptively... Uh, covering his butt <clears throat> i'm the one who found the motherfucker and he likes that i love the it's, idea of an actor reaching out to a professional like that oh yeah and saying yeah. like i do too. so sorry for what i'm gonna fucking do to to the portrayal of your you know if you're who you do you think christian bale did that with cheney <laughs> probably not cheney cheney hate, doesn't deserve movie. i'm sorry anybody that's deserving yeah there you respect. go there you go all well, right what are we doing next week quickly johnny batman the old batman the old Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited for this. And Hillary's going to watch this one with us. Oh, I, nice. I, 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 do not, I do not have high hopes for this. 
I think I, oh, I think it's going to have some very interesting things they could have done well with, but ultimately I think this is going to be a big pile of shit. I can't wait to watch it. I think this holds up as much as the old Batman TV show holds oh, up. Maybe. With Adam West. Nice. Nice. Yeah, All just right. complete enemas. Cool. Well, we'll get into that next week, and then in that episode <laughs> at the tail end of it, we will get into our fancy July, our P.T. Anderson July with five movies coming at you from that wonderful director. We hope he's wonderful. Please be wonderful. Don't pull a Kubrick on us. So we'll see how that goes. Um, It's been great. Thanks for talking about listening to us talk about this one. I think it was a fairly interesting go around like the movie from everybody though, which is great. Um, We'll see you in next week's episode. Thanks for coming out. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM. 